Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back. This is Maximum Health Radio, Quality Living, and I am Dr. Ken Gray, Holistic Physician. Thank you for joining us every Friday at 7 p.m. And uh, I hope you listen to the podcast because they're on iTunes podcasts and available for you as well as on public radio exchange. Um, just look up Maximum Health, Quality Living, and, uh, and uh, support us and uh, keep in touch. My email is drken at drkengray.com. New guest every week, and um, I hope you're enjoying everything we're giving you. The guest we have this week is Dr. Sohan Patel. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. He's uh, driven in from Stewart today. Driven in from Jupiter. Jupiter? Yeah. Two offices. Two uh, offices. Jupiter today? One in, yeah. And Stewart. Stewart, it's almost every day. Jupiter's still an up-and-coming office. Right. We were introduced through Jupiter Medical Center. Shout out to them. Thank you. Um, I'm on staff there as well. Excellent. So am I. Uh, Miss Lynn Stockford, <laughs> she yeah, keeps us all tied up, she, tied she in, does. connected. Um, so podiatry is your specialty. And, podiatry is my specialty. And yes. uh, so surgery, um, you're a podiatric physician and surgeon. And foot and ankle surgery, yes. Foot and ankle. Yes. It's a big deal. So we got a lot to talk about. Yes, this is something that uh, as a holistic physician, I get to treat a lot of foot issues in conjunction with podiatry. And um, so I have a lot of questions for you. And okay. Hopefully, I'll answer a majority of what our audience has. <laughs> Ask questions when on. I hope I can do the same. So first off, give me a little bit of background on you, because I know you're an interesting person on your own. Before we get into what you do, tell us who you are. Um, I was born and raised in Texas, and then moved here for podiatry school in 2009. Um, got residency in uh, the Coral Springs Boca area. And uh, then subsequently, second year of residency, I got offered a job um, by somebody uh, by a doctor in uh, Stewart in Jupiter area, and I just kept climbing up the climbing up north on the coast of South Florida, yeah. and here I am. And uh, Jupiter Medical Center's uh, been great and asked me to do a lot of these uh, public speaking events and mm-hmm. things. So I'm uh, very happy to be here today. Yeah, that's good. It's good to let people, you know, become familiar with what's available now because I'm sure things have changed over the years. You've been practicing how long? Uh, so I just graduated residency in June uh, 2018. Right. So you're so you're you're bringing in all the new stuff. Very new. All the yeah. new hot stuff. Yeah. Um, for the feet. <laughs> um, so, but you're you're in, affiliated with Jupiter Medical. You're affiliated with Cleveland Clinic, Martin South, 
You know, these are all big names. Correct. Yeah, Cleveland uh, Cleveland Clinic, um, South, North, and Tradition, yeah. uh, Jupiter Medical Center. Yeah. Um, and then I go to multiple assisted living facilities um, and then a surgery and a couple of surgery centers. Hmm. So kind of spread you in the, out. What got you into feet? So originally I was going to go into cardiothoracic surgery. Interesting. Uh, that was kind of my, <laughs> my interest and I was kind of <laughs> pursuing that um, when I was uh, in a you know, doing pre-med uh, at the University of Texas at Dallas. And, um, you know, the more research I did into it, I just kind of had this moment where I'm like, I don't think I want to start my life when I'm 45 years old because just, right. you know, the training and just reading right. all yeah, about it in pre-med, huge. I was like, I was like, but I know I know, I want to do surgery. And at that time, my friend from um, college, she had moved to New York to go to uh, podiatry school. And uh, I used to go see her every summer. And she's like, why don't you look into podiatry? Like, um, and the funny thing is I used to make fun of her all the time. I'm like, you know, really, you're going to go to podiatry school? You're going to work with feet? Like, that's so disgusting. Like, what, yeah. what made you want to do that? And yeah. so she's like, just come and take a tour of the school, see what it's all about. And it was great because podiatry is a program where, um, you know, you do your four years of, you know, schooling, uh, medical schooling, you know, kind of the last two years are kind of more subspecialized, um, you know, with your rotations and everything like that. Um, and then you go to three years of surgical training and you, you know, in that time, you still get to be a surgeon. So that's just kind of what called out to me at that point when I was a pre-med student. And I was like, you know what, this is great. And then when I, you know, kind of went through her school, I just fell in love with it. And mm. I still love it. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I could see how it'd be a, a word of passion. Um, now, you know, when you look at feet, obviously, people do neglect them a lot, although they are such an important part of our body. Probably Absolutely. one of the most like, le- neglected parts of our bodies, mm-hmm. I think, generally speaking with the human frame um and and so uh, you know when i see them i notice that a, a lot of people are coming from up north where they've walked in very horrible shoes for mm-hmm. many years and put up with all sorts of pain and discomfort yep. because of how it looks and then it yeah. weighs on them do you see that too absolutely especially yeah. with all the snowbirds here and it's yeah. not just those shoes up north it's yeah. uh the you know bad foot gear you know floridians are wearing you yeah. know the the flat no support flip-flops yeah the, without uh, the arch support yeah absolutely so yeah. um and then their feet being exposed to you know the beach and the, yeah. the climate here and yeah. it has its you know fair share shortcomings also um but you're absolutely right uh the feet are very neglected no one really you know takes the time out to say you know my what about my feet and right. what i try to explain to a lot of my patients um is that you know your feet they go through wear and tear just like anything else. So some of these patients that are in their like 60s and 70s that have some of these ailments, I try to tell them, you've been like using and abusing your feet for 60, 70 years now. Like you're gonna see something happen to them. And um, especially with my patients, um, of course I put it very, you know, um, nicely, but (laughs) a lot of people forget that the more weight you have and the heavier you are, you have these tiny little feet yeah. And you're putting all this weight on your feet and it's like it something's bound to happen at right. some point in time. Yes, yes, yes. And so, um, which uh, with your background, you'll agree. Like I, I try to do, you know, kind of a start with the root cause and then do an overall, mm. you know, it's not just podiatry related. Mm-hmm. It's an overall health thing. So yes. with all my patients, we always talk about health. We always talk about diet because those things are very, very important. I love to hear that. So, um, because like I said, a lot of patients forget that. Yeah. And then once you kind of bring it up to them, then it's kind of like an aha moment. Like, yeah. 
especially it's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm 300 pounds. Like, yes, doctor, I, I know I really need to lose weight. Like, right. you know, and they're like a size, like five foot. I'm like, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, you know, uh, I love where this is going because I do want to get into this a little bit more before we get into specifics and mm-hmm. surgical procedures Absolutely. and some of the new technologies and options for patients with, foot, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that when you look at, so obviously, yeah, weight is an issue, but that's not going to be an immediate change that Correct. a patient can always make. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some preventative, uh, things that people can do? Obviously choice of shoes. What should they look at? What are some, you know, do they do soaks? Give us a little good, good thing of foot care. Let's right. talk about f- uh, feet care, um, foot care. <laughs> Absolutely, because just uh, medicine in general, we're trying to go kind of in that preventative direction. Right. You know, let's let's get the problem before it starts. Um, of course, we don't want to push it too much. We'll be out of business. But well, yeah, <laughs> but, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, um, but um, shoe gear, uh, like I just did a lecture last uh, last week, and um, I prefaced it with saying every single problem that I'm going to tell you, I'm going to I'm going to bring up shoe gear because it's so important. Yeah. Um, there's so many patients where I just recommend a certain shoe and it's like they come back for the follow-up visit and they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Mm. Um, especially here in Florida, we don't want to wear closed-toed shoes. Right. We want to be barefoot. We want to wear flip-flops. We want to wear right. sandals. But if there are issues and you're dealing with them, um, just sneakers are, you know, the best shoe i recommend um a6 brooks and new balance those are just kind of my yeah the three my top three that i always Love recommend yeah. um absolutely that's what i've been t- you know my kids you know they always want to go for the nike when they start getting involved with friends of because right. it's the name but it is. when i buy them shoes i take them to the a6 store or the running store where they get brooks you know fitted for brooks or a6 awesome. yeah new yeah. balance yeah yeah i mean nikes yeah. look makes great a difference yeah they don't support no yeah. i yeah. you know i own a pair of nikes and yeah. i bought them solely just because they look good yeah <laughs> yeah, my they... 15-year-old, he just started loving running. Mm-hmm. And for Christmas, he got his mom to buy him Nikes. Uh-huh. But I've always bought the kids right. Brooks and Asics and so forth. And so he, he had a pair of those, but they were older. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he got his new Nikes, so he starts running those. And he's like, Dad, my knees. And I said, I, I told you, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so he put on the old shoes, and he's like, they don't hurt anyone. I'm like, there you go. Yep. <laughs> um so proper shoe gear, um, I'm actually, you said something important about your uh, son's knees. Mm-hmm. Um, this is huge, something else a lot of people forget. Um, a lot of times people feel a lot of pain down their leg. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's radiating to my feet yeah. or it's going up my leg. Uh, the first question I'll usually ask is, do you have a history of any back injury, any mm-hmm. back trauma, anything mm-hmm. like that? And nine times out of 10, they're like, you know what? Like about 20 years ago, I was in a you know motor vehicle accident and mm-hmm. so-and-so happened and it was in my lower back. And then mm-hmm. then I, you know, order MRIs or x-rays and start looking at their back. And what do you know? Yeah. They've, they've got Brilliant. issues. That's absolutely true. Um, so I've seen the same. I've seen plantar fasciitis or plantar-like problems where uh-huh. the feet were, you know, had... Uh, pain in the bottoms of the feet. Correct. They were diagnosed with plantar fasciitis, but the but the treatments, the conventional treatments for plantar fasciitis, didn't work. So mm-hmm. I started looking at the back. And she says, "No, I don't have back pain." I says, "Well, did you have a history?" She says, "Yes." And I'm speaking specifically about a nurse who had worked many years. Uh-huh. And she says, "But I've had epidurals." So they associated not having back problems with not having back pain, but they still had the back problems Correct. it's just that the back pain was masked with epidurals and that was the nerve issues was right. now going all the way down to the feet and causing them pain so i had to treat the back in order to fix the feet right 
Um, True story. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like those patients that uh, will tell you they're not, you know, hypertensive, but yeah. it's because they think they're not anymore because they're taking the medication. They're taking the medication. <laughs> exactly. But the problems, the root, like there goes that underlying italicized, bold, highlight, Correct. root problem. Yep. Yeah. We have to look at the root problem. Yeah. Um, so uh, going with what you were saying about, you know, what are some suggestions um, for overall health is a huge huge deal it's it's, it shocks me sometimes to know how many people have not followed up with their primary care doctor to get their routine blood work done Mm -hmm. um you know how many uh diabetics go undiagnosed Mm -hmm. um so we really have to look at our overall health you know it's not when you go to well at least when uh, patients come to me Mm -hmm. i'm not just like okay you know take off your shoes let me look at your feet your legs and you know that's it i want to look at everything that's going on um because there's always the root problem is not always in the lower extremity. Right. It could come from somewhere else too. Right. Um, Point taken. Yeah. And so, so sneakers are good, specifically Brooks A6, and you said uh, New, what Balance. Was that? New Balance. And then, of course, I, there's a new one on the market, Hoka, and I recommended the Hoka Hoka One H O K A ones a lot, and they seem to help people a lot. So yeah, I've had a lot of patients. Um, love hoka right. um i actually just went to a conference in orlando and tried them on for the first yeah. time because i'm like i really want to pair these shoes yeah. everyone's swearing by them yeah. problem is i don't have any feet issues knock right. on wood so yeah so it's they actually hurt me yeah. when i put them on i was like this is too much support yeah. right. um so that's why um i recommend patients go to a running store mm, very good um yeah. if you have feet issues right. i don't have issues so i can go to the a6 outlet here at the you know right. west palm right and get a uh, nice beach pair outlets. and get two for one or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> get a two for one, you know, a BOGO or something like yeah, that, yeah. and it's great for me, but I don't have any issues. Right. Um, no, and those two you have to change out regularly. I always tell my patients you, they're they're good, they're a bit expensive, they help if you have foot issues, but you do have to change them out because the light sole compresses quickly Correct. and will change and not support as well. And if you're extremely time. active, you're a runner, yeah. you're running every day, yep. you know, recommended like every three four months you have right. to change your shoes it is expensive but yeah. it, you know it comes with the the territory um moderate activity probably every yeah. six months and you know and I'm, and I'm sure there's audiences uh listeners that are saying okay you know to heck with sneakers i'm not doing that i like my shoes how so for the patients that come to me and i'm sure you agree at least try to get rubber bottoms or or inserts if you have to wear sh- leather shoes so right. to speak for work and you know appearances and so forth social engagements because you can't wear right. those sho- those sneakers to many of the social engagements or to professional mm-hmm. settings like work you know like me I, I I can I don't wear sneakers to work mm-hmm. that's not how I represent myself absolutely um, but I do wear rubber bottom shoes and it just so happens Prada makes a lot of <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you can you know if, if that's important to you then you spend that coin and you get rubber bottom shoes made by a nice leather you know yeah. upper producer from Italy <laughs> there you go yeah but um there are like options there's like uh Brands like Cole Haan, yeah, they yes. make very good. They've been doing it a while. Yeah, uh, connection. They make very with, good yeah, dress yeah, shoes yeah. Um, that are professional right. and do have a good support. Right. Um, and um, at the top of my head, I can't think of the yeah. the the ladies' brand of shoe, but yeah. you know they're they're out there. Um, but yeah. it's just you got to look. You got to look at the support. Yes, um, arches support and correct. some give. So and then other things they can do. Do you recommend foot soaks? Uh, you know, Epsom salts. I don't know. Whirlpools. I don't know. I, they don't hurt. Yeah. Um, I recommend them when I have a patient that has like an ingrown that's infected. Okay. You know, kind of like a you know disinfectant that 
type of thing. But on a regular basis, like a lot of people ask me, should I be doing Epsom salt soaks every day? It's not going to hurt you. Right. You know, it's just going to clean your feet really good. So helps a little bit swelling maybe. Yeah. You know, gets in between your toes. A lot of people don't take that time in the shower to... So now down to brass tacks, because you've obviously gone to school for a lot, and it not only includes, uh, obviously, educating your patients, and you seem to really care, which is beautiful, but you treat some key things that pop out uh, to me are things like Achilles tendonitis, uh, tears, ruptures, uh, athlete's foot. But you do Botox injections for excessive sweating and neuropathy, which actually is more common than people realize. You have uh, the fungal nails, which is very common. Gout, which is very common. Yep. It's like a call the rich man's diet. Yep. Yeah, right? so it's, it's the cheese and the meat and the, the red meats and the yeah. wine and the, yeah. Yeah. the, yeah. the beer cheese. and the yep. shrimp. <laughs> yep. And then the uh, ingrown toenails and nail pathologies, those are very, you know, common. Limb salvage, that's something we need to touch on. Plantar fasciitis has become a lot more common. And of course, wound care. And then there's a plethora of other things in there tarsal tunnel syndrome, which is like, carpal tunnel syndrome, but different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to touch on gout because that's got some ears perked out. I can feel it. There's listeners going, wait, talk about gout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is gout? Where does it come from? We said rich man's diet, but tell us what that is. So it does, com- it does come from those those foods. Um, usually, um, for the listeners out there, um, when you have, usually it happens in your big toe, that joint that's kind of like where I see it in my field, right. the most common. But can it happen elsewhere? It can happen elsewhere. Okay. It can happen Good in the point. ankle. Yeah. seen it in the knee. Right. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, as far as Most I of see it's it, a big toe. The patient comes in, um, you know, that joint is super painful. I couldn't even sleep. It's right. red. Can't it's hot. It. It's swollen. Yeah, the air blows on it. I feel like it's exactly. yeah, fire. Um, so the first thing I do um, is, you know, patient comes in the office. I you know, take an x-ray, there's a very specific um, pattern on x-ray that indicates that it might be gout. Um, and then secondly, of course, we take, uh, it's a, you know, increased uric acid. So we, of course, take their blood work, also check other factors, inflammatory factors to make sure it is indeed gout. Um, again, root cause, not going to start treating something without knowing exactly what it, right. what it is. It could just be the pressure. You know, red hot swollen joint could be it could even be an infected the joint forgot it or yeah yeah that or yeah. you know there's a you know a septic joint or something going on mm-hmm. um so we we want to check those things out but so what i do to start is usually give a um you know either a cortisone injection in the area to calm down some of that inflammation mm-hmm. um give them a medrol dose pack which is you know a six-day steroid taper um to kind of get that inflammation coming down and you know within a couple of days as that's happening you get the blood work back and you can right you and, know. A, and so in the meantime the patient's sort of out of pain or prim- a lot of the pain a lot of the pain yeah. starts to come down because right. um like i've heard in some of your other podcasts and yeah. stuff it, it pain where does it begin inflammation right. Right. right where does a lot of disease start inflammation right. right so 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 you do that but the the you're you're still testing to find out okay what is what what do we need to do in the long term absolutely i so, like to confirm so then you get into what what is the long-term help for gout um there are uh, drugs out there, medications mm-hmm. that you can treat for long-term gout mm-hmm. um, that can be prescribed, um, and then some of them are short-term. A lot of them have their fair share of side effects. Mm-hmm. So unless it's extremely, this is for me, um, if it's extremely chronic, then I, I give those medications. But if they get like a, you know, an episode every, you know, couple of years or something like that, which is the majority of what I've seen, um, then I just do that 
mm-hmm. injection and the medrol dose pack, and usually it comes down and, and they're okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then of course there's diet. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The diet has to be, and, um, you know, uh, my partner that I work with, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, we'll go out to dinner and he, and he'll be like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for this later this week. I mean, mm-hmm. he knows it's he knows. coming. He's yeah. had chronic gout. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it's not an age thing. I've seen, I've treated gout patients in their early thirties, late twenties. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. It, so it, it's it, really it, down to diet. It's not even a genetic or age thing. It can hit yeah, anyone depending yeah. on what you're, you know, uh, eating mostly and drinking mostly and so forth and so on. Right. Um, now, the other thing that's a big one is hashtag plantar fasciitis. Uh-huh. <laughs> that right. shows up a lot. Uh, very common problem. Very common problem. Um, yeah. Usually, patient comes in with, uh, you know, my heel is killing me. Yeah. My first step in the morning, you mm-hmm. know, hurts. Um, so this starts with our Achilles tendon. Uh, when our Achilles tendon is, you know, the muscle it's super tight. Right. Um, it attaches to the back of the heel. Right. And then when it goes under the heel, it fans out into the plantar fascia. Okay. So and fascia is connective tissue. It's like a ligament. Say, yeah, they want to plantar is bottom or bottom of the Correct. plantar. Correct, and then the fascia. And yeah. fascia is connective tissue. Yeah. So that's, what, that's the so part. It's pretty much kind of a ligament that forms an arch of our foot. Got it. Put simply. Okay. Um, so, you know, the way to, the simple way to describe it is like a pulley, mm-hmm. right? You've got, you've got the you've Achilles tendon on the back of the leg. You've mm-hmm. got the plantar fascia that goes under the foot. And it's causing this like effect on the heel, mm-hmm. this r- almost like a rubbing motion. If you were think of like a wheel with a rope on it, mm-hmm. um, that's how I describe it to patients. And um, eventually, those are called spurring of the of the heel. Mm-hmm. So important to remember, heel spurs don't cause plantar fasciitis; it aggravates plantar fasciitis. Got it. Um, and you know, uh, with this, uh, the main thing that I show my patients is stretching. Um, if your Achilles, you know, muscle is loose, right. Then it puts less pressure on the heel, less pressure on the fascia. Brilliant. And yes, yes. what do you know that? Right. And most patients will start feeling better after I recommend, you know, those three brands of sneakers. Right. I give them um, orthotics from my office. Mm-hmm. Um, supporting the arch and yep, all that. Yep, supporting yeah. the arch. And mm-hmm. just it's just a... And then stretching exercises. And stretching. Yeah. And um, if it's usually like out of a 1 to 10 pain scale, if, if yeah. they're somewhere around a 6 or a 7 or above, I'll usually do yeah. a cortisone injection in the, in the heel. Um but usually, you know, they'll start feeling better and then they'll stop that stretching. Yeah. And, and it I, comes back. I tell you, then yeah. they come back and they're, they're walking and limping. Yeah. So, so yeah, because the cortisone calms it down and then they don't realize that the root is still there. Right. right? And, it, and the root is really in the tight, like you said, it's in the fascia, but it's connected up into the calf. And then that's connected into the hamstring. Correct. And so you sit down long times and then you just stand for long periods. You're going to create that pattern, which is then eventually going to affect your plantar fasciitis. So I always say yoga, you know, for especially for sedentary people, yeah. office sitting. A lot of people now are standing at the office rather than sitting for long periods so they can move and work and getting these yeah. you know, ergonomically different office settings because of these problems, back problems, right. like, you know, knee, uh, knee problems and foot problems, which can work upwards as well as downwards. So we talked about the back affecting the feet, yeah. but when you don't support your feet at the bottom, don't you see that that can go also Absolute, up the absolutely, other way and absolutely. eventually affect the back? Yeah. So, um, so that's why podiatry is so important for the whole frame because yeah. it really, if you think we're talking about the root, but the foot is the root of so much Absolutely. hence reflexology <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and that's why whenever i introduce uh, orthotics to a patient i always tell them that you have to break in those orthotics right or a new yeah. pair of like hokas are very supportive yeah. you have to remember that your your ankle's going to feel that your knee yes, your yes, back yes. your yeah. neck oh. everything so you have to introduce it into your 
life slowly. Um, you do. Uh, one thing is we were talking. I was thinking about talking about just diabetics that have a lot of issues with their feet. And you manage the wound care and all of that for diabetics, don't you? Yes, correct. And I yeah. actually did an um, extra That's year huge. of training with uh, wound care. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of my passion. I mm-hmm. actually graduated med school uh, saying I'm never going to touch a wound. It's disgusting. I'm never going to do it. But I, I absolutely love wound care. Mm-hmm. There's so much new medicine out there with new skin grafts, new technology, mm-hmm. um, so many things out there that I just, if one thing doesn't work, here's a list of, you know, another list of things I can use that doesn't work. You know, I can do this. Um, as far as a surgeon, I love doing, you know, skin flaps, skin grafts, different mm-hmm. methods to close these wounds, treat infections. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned limb salvage. Mm-hmm. Uh, podiatry has gone, um, you know, in a huge direction with limb salvage, not just, you know, if something's super infected, not just let's try to treat the infection first. Let's, you know, do that and let's try to salvage as much of the limb as possible for the patient rather than just amputating right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had two patients in the past two weeks that I've done that with and, you know they're in tears because they're like you saved so much of my my foot I, you mm. know it, it's very easy for a, for me to say like okay we're going to amputate yeah i for sometimes i have to remind myself that other side that even just losing it one little toe that's, that's very traumatic for a patient oh yeah, yeah. so yeah, um, bad patients they still affect them and they've yeah. had it you know absolutely had it removed for years right um it's good that you look at the whole person and you look at them as a human not just their foot you know, there's so many people, surgeons just look at what they've got to do. Yeah. And no, I try to, rest. I try to treat every patient as though it was a family member. Yeah. yeah. It, ma- it makes, it makes it real. Yeah. It makes your decision making very real. And you do other things. You're, you're a big outdoors person. <laughs> I see that. Um, you also uh, are into folk dancing and you're a classically trained violinist. Yes. Back in Texas, those are two of my other passions besides yeah. uh, medicine was, um, it, did uh, Indian music on the violin. Yeah. Uh, did that for uh, over 20 years. And mm-hmm. then uh, classical and folk dance, uh, Indian dance. So two of my other big passions. Sounds like so. anyone would be proud and honored to have you as their physician. I appreciate um, that how do lot. How do patients uh, or prospective patients find you? Um, you can go to my website, advancedfootandanklespecialist.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, under podiatry patel. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I try to post a lot of things there mm-hmm. um educational and just uh other things from my day-to-day life as a doctor yes and um and i'll be happy to treat any and everyone but yeah, yeah please find me and uh we'll go through jupiter medical center cleveland clinic too yeah yeah, yeah um so some key points uh, for preventative again watch what you put on your feet uh watch what you do to them <laughs> yep watch what you put in your body you, you know, you can uh, do a lot of anti-inflammatory foods, you can alkalize, you can, you know, minimize the bad stuff, and you can call Dr. Patel. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this has been another Maximum Health Quality Living. If you missed any portion of this show, Apple uh, iTunes podcast, as well as the Public Radio Exchange. See you next time. Do you applaud?